1: Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief Financial Coconut. Every Wednesday, you will be updated on the latest market happenings with TFC Market Updates, hosted by Rakesh and Anthony with some friends crashing from time to time. If you want to get this show and other investment-focused content on a separate curated feed, I will strongly recommend you follow our investing podcast, TFC Investors Network. All you need to do is is search on your favourite podcast platform, TFC Investors Network, and be all geeky about investing only.
2: Hello, coconuts. Welcome to another episode of Weekly Market Updates, where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. This week, it's coming a little late on the Wednesday, but we have three stories for you, very much in the cybersecurity space and e-commerce. We're going to start off with CrowdStrike and their earnings. Okta. A new identity access management system. A little bit more about them. I think they'll be flying under the radar over the last couple of years. And last but not least, Black Friday. Any e-commerce company still on sale? Any opportunities there? We're here to talk about it. Come listen to us. We are looking forward. Let's get to it. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to another Weekly Market Updates with me, Rakesh.
1: Anthony and Anthony. Yep, just two of us.
2: And Anthony. Yeah. No, no special guest this week. <laughs> no, no, and I think we also coming to you live uh, a few hours later. <laughs> Was it <Yep>. Wednesday?
1: <laughs> yeah, Wednesday.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. We were we were both a bit busy last night. Um, so thank you again for for listening in, and um, I think we've been really, really helpful. Um, <laughs> not helpful, but we're really thankful that you guys have been listening to us since COVID. <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: Um, I, I feel like we 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 should be. We have we have been a bit helpful as well. <laughs> I don't know. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, definitely, right? I mean, the reason I'm saying that is because it's December, usually time time to, you know, look back, reflect, give thanks. It's so, not Thanksgiving, bro. We, we're not American. I know, right? That's true. <laughs> uh, that's true. But are we? <laughs> no, no, no. We are not American. <laughs> no, no, of course not. I don't want to pay those taxes. Uh, that's for sure. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Tell me about that one. All right. <laughs> All right, Coconuts. As we move towards the end of the year, another year with, with us here at TFC, we have three stories for you this week. First, we want to talk about CrowdStrike and their earnings. We're going to bring up Okta, a new company. I don't think we've talked about that here. No, um, no, Anthony. don't think so. Yeah, they've had a couple of earnings. I think it's uh, a bit under the radar. So good for you to. Well, good for me to shed some light and maybe think about that moving forward. And last but not least, we've just had Black Friday. Hope you guys bought something. But are there any e-commerce companies still on sale? Right. As we take you through that towards the end of the episode. All right, Anthony. Kick things off with CrowdStrike. What's happening there?
1: All right, um, CrowdStrike. Right, um, kind of drawing to the end of earnings season. Uh, CrowdStrike had earnings last mm. week, um, and and you know, we, I think, we talked about them a few months back. The last earnings uh, with, with, with together with Sentinel One, who had earnings last night as well. So I thought it'd be quite interesting just to kind of go back to CrowdStrike and and see where they ended up. Right. So what what happened? And and of course, if you saw the if you're looking at the market, you have seen that, you know, they they kind of announced earnings and then went down twenty percent that night. Yeah, you know, we're back to those days, right? <laughs> um but you know I, I don't know if it was really that bad. So 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 what happened, right? Um they they actually beat earnings, um, expectations um for, for this quarter mm. um by like three, four percent in terms of revenue. You know, they they are growing still at what 50-plus 50, 50 percent year on year um revenue. Right. gross margins, operating okay. margins, are, are kind of still you know quite consistent. So they they are bringing in more money, and you know they, they have been maintaining their margins. So so that that's all quite a good thing, right? Um, adjusted free yep. cash flow is thirty. Uh, adjusted free cash flow margin is like thirty percent. So so that's great as well. Um, of course you can argue about stock based comp and all that, and we can talk about it later. But you know that that's not too bad, and well because they give out a lot of mm. stock based comp, they they have plenty of cash, right? They have like two and a half billion of cash on a balance sheet um, and I think 1.8 billion wow. net cash so you no, know, I mean you, you, you kind of think about CrowdStrike as growth but they, they are relatively you know mature in, in terms of like being able to generate cash flow and then being you know, relatively profitable and, and having a lot of cash mm. and, and not having much debt as well nice I mean so they don't have debt, loss. So one point eight billion is net cash. Yes, net cash. So I think that's wow. seven hundred million okay. in, in debt and liabilities, all of that kind of stuff.
2: Not bad. So if they beat expectations, why did
1: it drop? Yeah, is it a forecasting? It's, or? it's I think slightly a forecasting. So so they, they forecasted that next quarter would be slightly slower growth. So so it's still growing, but but slightly slower. Mm. Um, particularly in ARR, right? So so they're um annual recurring revenue, they're like, oh yeah, it'll still be growing, but probably not at 40 odd percent i think they, they were forecasting what 30 percent growth so so not a like year on year so so quarter on quarter is actually a bit of a deceleration you know their are growth seed and from that people kind of go oh yeah you know your, your growth is good right i mean even at revenue is 53 percent, but it used to be growing at 60 70 year on year you know? mm. so yeah there's tough comps but you, you are kind of slowing your growth slightly yeah. And, and I think, you know, one, one last thing that, that kind of maybe spooked people a bit was that their stock-based comp. um, It was like 25% of their total revenue. <laughs> wow. You, you should look at Amplitude. Amplitude was like 80, 90% of revenue. Yeah, right? of course. So, but, but, you know, this is part of the cost. But you, you kind of, then you, you think about it another way, right? If you took out stock-based comp and, and you actually paid these people that, that amount of money in cash, they, they actually have zero free cash flow right that, that's all of almost mm. all of their free cash flow you know gone um j- just because of stock base comp which is why their, their gap free cash flow is negative and then they adjust here just then it becomes great so I, I think you know i mean we were talking about oh yeah they're they relatively mature but at the end of the day you know they are not shell or coca-cola where you are like profitable you know in all metrics right you, you are still kind of in, in that growth phase and, and with that growth phase just utilizes you know certain different tools like like stock based comp for talent retention you know and, and all of that
2: right wow um and i think just for for coconuts that they don't know a little bit about crowdstrike can you tell them what they what what crowdstrike does yeah so so up?
1: it's it's a cyber security company um it's i think we we had a like stock geek out on it many many a few months ago i i think a so few months ago. um but you know i mean it, it's essentially a cybersecurity company what, what they have been doing differently is that you know instead of just kind of putting a firewall up which is what your you know mm-hmm. northern and, and all of and all your antivirus tends to do where you put a wall to kind of block attacks what what they do is they they kind of sense attacks as they come in right so so it's it's not a wall defending the city it's it's having your army intermingled within the population to to find attackers Right. And and you know that's right. that's that makes it easier to install. Um, because you don't have to spend the time mm-hmm. building a wall, you just put people in into the city. And that means that and because of you know AI machine learning or all those buzzwords, it also means that it's it's kind of easier to pick up <laughs> attacks. Right? Like, like you can identify mm-hmm. an attacker and, and then you know replicate it across all your other you know cities that you're trying to defend as well. Right. So so I think that's cool. essentially um you know CrowdStrike. What well, CrowdStrike does. Um Okay, cool.
2: And so I mean they have dropped what twenty percent since then. Yeah. What What do you think? Do you think it's 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 still overvalued? Uh, do you think it's a it's a potential angle here to invest
1: into CrowdStrike? I don't know. I mean, I, I thought the drop was relatively sensible, right? I mean, twenty percent is is a lot, but it, w- it was an expensive company because it's best in class. You know, it's it's the new leader in in cybersecurity, right? With the highest market share, so. Mm yeah fair it's, it's expensive and if it's the, the growth is slowing and it, it drops. and and i bought it that day i <laughs> that dead and it dropped and <laughs> the truth is out again okay. <laughs> yeah i mean and, and it like we've covered like until end of last week it was like 20 percent up like 10 15 percent up by the, like, up by the mm-hmm. end of last week was like oh should i sell ah, it's okay i'll wait right and and with the markets last few days it's kind of come down again but you know i think that that's kind of where we are we know that you know they, they have kind of pioneered a new model for cybersecurity. they are the market leader in that they're probably going to be dominant maybe sentinel one will be better maybe um paulo alto networks will, will come up with a new type of firewall and, and kind of you know keep their strength there or, or zscaler will, will come up with something else right but it's part of that new generation of companies. It's not Norton, it's not, you know, McAfee, all of which are kind of dying. Hmm. So, you know, right. I, I think that kind of means that you have a premium valuation there. Um, of course, with that premium valuation means that if you stop growing or stop growing as quickly, then there's a premium drop as well. Right. And I think that, that is kind of the balance that, you know, we, we all need to draw a bit
2: and, and sort of juggle
1: with. Yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Um,
2: but, I mean, in terms of next year, right, in terms of TAM, in terms of potential revenue gain, uh, you mentioned, what, 30% next year? Was that something that they forecast? Yeah, right? it's
1: it's something that's forecast 30%, and I think they, they still are kind of on track to double their revenues by 2025? Yeah, 2025. Five. So, so they're not, mm. they are doing, what, five? They're essentially doing two. Their annual run rate revenue is, what, 2.2, 2.3 billion? Um and, and they are saying that yeah our, our five billion target for for twenty twenty for by the end of twenty twenty four remains you know I- intact and, and we are, we're still kind of confident of of hitting that so I mean that that's a thirty six yeah that's 36% thirty six percent increase yeah. a year so not 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 super great yes. but you know it, you know by by most metrics it's it's a good. You know growth rate. Given given the current
2: climate, I would say for them to be sticking to that target that they probably yeah. did in, in two or, years or ago. they could just pretty ballsy. Or they
1: could just, be, or, or they so. could just be saying what, what they need to say to to you know not drop thirty <laughs> percent, right? It's like oh yeah, oh, I I forecast something will drop twenty percent. Uh, well if I said this other thing it will drop forty, so it's okay. <laughs> let us let, stick mm. to the thing that drops us twenty. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's um it's one to keep an eye out for. Yeah. Right. Uh,
2: especially since we, the, it dropped a little bit. Check out the multiple. Uh, I think cybersecurity is a, a big area to be looking into, and I think there's a lot of a lot of chatter that in the next few years this
1: could be the bigger, bigger fish. I think I think this is this is going to be a huge fish, right? Like you know, we, mm. like at the end of the day, what most enterprises use now are still your legacy um, security companies. Right, I think that mm. yeah their market share is still sixty seventy percent, and and CrowdStrike of the new gen is probably the leader at twenty. So you know, it, it just in terms of TAM and and not not even you know making more money in a new business model, right? They're just kind of cannibalizing the old business model. That's there's still quite a way to go. Right.
2: Yeah. No. Fair enough. Um. Actually, on that note, staying on cybersecurity,
0: I would like to talk
2: about Okta. Second story.
0: Yeah. Okta. Okta
2: So they are also In the cyber security space But in a different form yep. Right So you have You have Palo Alto Networks You have uh, CrowdStrike that, that handles the overall Whereas Okta Is effectively A Ident I think they call themselves An identity Access management system um, Effectively what this means Right In layman's terms Is a single sign on
1: right? yep. <laughs> uh, <the>, Yeah I <laughs> think you need to Eli even a bit more <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
2: So sing- yeah and and, and single sign on means you sign in once all the apps are automatically signed on yeah all right um, now and i understand you get it. access to one <laughs> it has done it. ah very good. very good very good it's okay it's okay i for reggie means i must go even more limit. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah okay now coming back to it okta has been actually growing uh, quite a fair bit um since COVID, since COVID times i mean in terms of revenue, I'm not even talking about stock price, right? Let's forget that for a moment because let's see. let's face it, everything has dropped since then. Um, but it's been growing in terms of revenue. It's been growing in terms of acquiring market share. It's currently, uh, I believe, it's somewhere around 37% in terms of market share. Okay. So there's still quite a, a way to go. And I think it was recently, just this year, um, the G2 crowd or G2 magic quadrant put them as the leader above Microsoft okay. in terms of identity access management. Yep. And the reason for that is actually the fact that they have about 7,000 pre-built integrations. What this means is you can sign up for Okta tomorrow and plug and play Link with all your different softwares, okay? whether it be G Suite, whether it be Salesforce, whether it be Office 365, whether it be Workday, whether it be Zoom. So there's no custom API integration that needs to be done. Nothing like that. It's literally click and play, right? Okay. Um, So I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's effectively what they do And it's been on the rise But I think one of the points here I want to point out Is that they've predominantly been in the US Yeah. Um, what that effectively means is They've been benefiting from the stronger US dollar okay. As well, in the last quarter okay. yep. <laughs> um, One of the ways that they're looking out for offers, Of course, is to expand out of the US um, And into the other regions Which is where I would say most of the biggest TAM is
1: mm, That's right
2: Yeah, okay, so before jumping into, into numbers Anthony, have you heard of Okta? What, what are your initial
1: thoughts on this one yeah i mean saw them around before i'm um, not not something i read too much into i, I guess my, my question you know with with this sort of smaller companies and even to crowdstrike to certain extent is this right what, what's to stop microsoft from mm. kind of doing a teams and slack and just going oh yeah i'll give you sso for for everybody um and and kind of just steal market share that way right so so yes you are a current leader yes you might have you know technically the, the best product out there but you know, well, you don't have the distribution, right? Um, of, of a Microsoft, or, and you know, may, maybe that, that's a good thing. I I don't know, um, because it, you it makes you more prime for to for a takeover by Salesforce. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I think that's <laughs> that, that that's kind of my always the the gating question I have with, with this kind of you know smaller um solutions providers. Mm.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a that's a very good question. Microsoft will definitely be there because of the suite that yep. they have. However, at the same time, you also must know that the usability of Microsoft, I mean, you, you're in that system, you're in that system. Yeah. But if you use a different system, then you need that linkages, right? And yeah. as soon as that happens, um, you have to go with a different, you can go with a different software, for example, Okta. So I strongly believe, I think Slack is owned by Salesforce, Yes. Isn't it? Yes. Now Yes, they, they got bought yes, over by Slack. Salesforce. So yeah. <laughs> Correct. Um, so Slack is owned by Salesforce. And in order for you to link Slack with anything, you need Okta. Okay. Right, it's a plug-and-play system, but they, of course, have have Microsoft, and we know how big Slack is in the working environment. Yep. Um, at least within the newer working environment. I yeah. Not 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 law firms. Um. Yeah. Um. So I would say that yes, I think you're right. Uh, will Will Microsoft be focusing on this aspect, or will they be focusing on uh, on the other competitors mm. that they're trying to fight across? For me, I think they're bigger fish to fry than just a identity I, or other access management. platform. Okay. Um, for, for
1: Microsoft. Yep. Fair, fair. I think it's already yeah. a matter of priorities for Microsoft, right? They, they can't win everything. <laughs> <day. laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly.
2: Um, okay, so putting it into numbers, right? Yeah. Revenue was 35, 37% gain, right? Year on year. That's $481 million. Okay, Subscription revenue, I think that's the most important, it grew 97%. So it's doubled over the last year. Okay. Their net retention rate has increased to 122%. Yep. Which means every dollar spent by a client, it's increased by 22% mm. to $1.22 the next month. I think so. Um so I think those are those are really good signs because don't forget they still sell a subscription-based system, right? Yep. Technically it's Tesla. Yeah.
1: Um
2: gross margin has increased, but honestly not that much. I think it was 73 to 78%. Mm-hmm. Still an increase. Uh, but I think one thing to point out here is the fact that they have quite a bit of cash.
1: Okay.
2: They have 2.5 billion in cash uh they however do have a high debt long-term debt of 2.3 billion because they have been spending a lot of money they bought auth which bought is Auth0, an authentication right? yeah. software i think a couple yes a couple of years ago and in but in terms of short-term debt it's just 5.2 million okay um so i would say that would be that would be the numbers that they're looking at they they are not obviously they don't have free cash flow they're not um what's the word i'm looking for they're not profitable. profitable yet <laughs> They're trying to be, but I really don't see that happening did, in any the next did, couple They years. didn't.
1: They didn't give a timeline um, as to when they would be no. at least free cash flow positive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, and even if they did, I wouldn't believe them. Right?
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, but where's their money so, going, right? Because it's you know, obviously revenue growth is high. You know, like existing customers are you know staying on and spending more, and your margins are great. So you know where, where's the cash going? Like, like is mm. it just investments? Is it sales? Um, but what, what what's, what's going on there?
2: Yeah, I would say that their investment is going back into the product. Yeah, right. They are putting it back into that. Um, however, they have been, like I said, they've been holding cash, like two point five B is quite a lot of cash for a for a growth startup. If you can even call it that now. So I would say they're probably waiting to see what they can do with that. Whether it's going to become a free cash flow, let's hope so. Are they going to pay down the debt? I wouldn't pay it down either. If it if they believe it's manageable and if they have a, a a good payment plan through. Mm. But I think it's it's yet to see what they're gonna do with this money, yep the only question here is is it too much money to be holding right at, at this point in time
1: yeah fair the, this, i mean the, this just sounds exactly like you know cross strike right <laughs> from from net retention rate to gross margins to to even a revenue figure <laughs> you know just a cross yes yeah. it's, it's more expensive <laughs> um and, and it has less debt <laughs> yeah
2: yes exactly. Yeah. Um, that, that said, though, one of the risks that I do see for next year, um, for Okta is that this, although it's in the cybersecurity space and we do feel, you know, you and I, uh, feel that it's a big fish that's going to be coming up in the next couple of years, identity access management, there are cheaper alternatives out there, yep. which means as companies cut costs and trust me, I felt it this quarter, um, <laughs> being in sales, uh, I got white hair because of this, right? <laughs> um, where are they going to put their money? Yep. Right, is it in identity access management or is it in a proper cybersecurity yeah. uh, firm actually
1: protecting? Yourself? Like, like in terms of priorities, you know how, how important mm. important this right? Because you just make people enter your password ten times—that that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Correct, and for me, that's the that's the biggest that's the biggest risk um, across to their. To their growth module over the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, look, I, I think you know in, in this environment it, it's affecting pretty much all SES companies. Or at the very least, you know, all SES companies are using it as an excuse to, to kind of lower their forecast. <laughs> um, you know, so so look, I I think that's fair. Um but but I do think you know that that's kind of important to think about, right? In terms of product, you know, how how key are they to, to the customer and and how easily replaceable they are. Right, because it, even yeah. you know, for even for things like the the high, hyperscale cloud providers, once you sign on with AWS, it's hard to switch to Azure, right? But you know, and, and yes. maybe there's a bit of a mode there because of switching costs. But you know, for for things like identity management, is it similar or or is it different? Where I mean, if it's plug and play. Um, well, I guess if a competitor is also plug and play, it should be kind of easy to change. You just kind of uninstall one and reinstall the other. Um, re-install but if, if the others are not um, that, and you need to go through a whole lengthy process, then maybe that is a bit of a switching cost there just because it's painful to to get on with the, the cheaper competitors. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, I mean, Okta, obviously, we are targeting the big, big companies, which means that if you do want to switch anything like this, you have to go through a whole set of procurement, legal, uh, finance. I mean, terrible. you know, you know the works, la, right, yes. Anthony?
1: You know? <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I don't get involved in this, but yes, I do know the works. <laughs> terrible. Like uh, uh, a two-year sales cycle. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
2: that, that alone would tell me it's a little sticky, lah, Yeah. right? It's not as simple as as uninstalling Office three six five or Gmail and turning it back on for Outlook.
1: Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, I wanted to bring that across to Coconut Attention. Yeah, I think, think take I think, a, look I think, a look at it. It's been running a bit
1: under the radar. Yeah, some, something to to keep in mind. I think j- just because of where it is in, in the cybersecurity, you're, you're right, it's, it's a bit under the radar. I think kind of have to think about where identity management sits and all of that, right? I think that that's my mm. key takeaway, but definitely one to look out for. And it's really cheap. It's at like, what, six price to sales? Um, The growth yes. is at like 30 plus percent. So oh, it's okay. It's not you know, super low, super cheap multiple, but it's, it's not too bad. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Awesome, Anthony. Take us away. All our right. Third story. Yeah, Black Friday. Hey, so how are you buy anything or not, Black Friday? Um, yeah, I, I bought a ledger um to store my crypto. <laughs> Wait, on, finally, on point, only on took point. you like what, one month. Uh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> two, I think. Um, well, only because like, my friend helped me buy it in the bundle, so I, I didn't even <laughs> collect it. And 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 yesterday, you know, and, and I'm I'm great at timing, right? So I think yesterday or two days ago, Ledger announced a whole new model. I like, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> crap I, I literally just bought it last week. Like, couldn't you announce it two weeks ago, dude? <laughs> um, yeah, I, but you know, um, market timing aside, um, yeah, Black, Black Friday, right? It's it happened two weeks ago now. Um, over the Thanksgiving weekend, wow. and you know, yeah. I mean, like, e, e, this year e commerce has kind of been slaughtered. Like, right? I mean, besides Alibaba, even things like Shopify, um, Amazon, when mm-hmm. <laughs> to the extent people think about them as e com. You know, Melly, um, C, everybody just died. Um, partially because well, they couldn't sustain the growth from the pandemic, which is fair. And partially because people wanted to go out and, and spend a brick and mortar. And, and so, you know, e commerce seemed a bit less attractive and, and frankly overvalued, which is all, all kind of fair. Right. But, you know, I mean, Got it. you know, every single time that there's a big sales event, you, you kind of do see where e commerce still plays a part. Right? I mean, in China, obviously, the, the big one is Singles Day. And well, th- this year they didn't come out to announce how well they did because capitalism is bad in China. But, you know, they, they always used to say, you know, <laughs> record revenues, all that, right? But for yeah. for Black Friday, I think Shopify and, and meli and even Amazon to a certain extent all came out and said, you know, th- this was the best year yet ever. Right, <laughs> like Amazon is that you know record mm. purchasers. Um, did, didn't give a figure, didn't give a growth rate, but record purchasers. Um, Shopify, wow. their, their total merchant value over that weekend grew nineteen percent, I think, to seven billion or something like that. Um, you know, Jeez. and and similar for Meili, right? Um, so on in M as well, so nineteen percent growth compared to Thanksgiving weekend last year. So so yeah, know, I, I think wow, com is still okay and it's still going. Good. And, and I think what, what's kind of interesting is that, you know, I mean, with, with all these total merchant values and all that, you, you kind of have to take into account inflation, right? Because, like, if yeah. the item was a dollar last year and then a dollar and five cents this year, was a 5% inflation, naturally your, your total value in increases. But your growth rate this time around has definitely gone above the inflation rate. So, you know, they are growing fast. That's nominal. That's real growth, right? It's not just nominal growth that, that cancels yeah. out inflation. So, so yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting where we have kind of all, you know, gone quiet or gone a bit cold on e-commerce. But, hey, you know, they're still growing.
2: Yeah. I think if I were to, you know, give a little anecdote about uh, myself, maybe, right, in yep. terms of behavior. Um, I, I buy more e-commerce now since COVID, right? Yeah. Uh, I could say, of course, I buy less, When I was sitting at home only and cannot leave my house because of, of restrictions, but even now I just so ah screw it I can just buy it online yeah right I don't need to go to the store to do it so that alone has changed behavior for me so if you take me as an average that's going to be the same for for. For
1: everyone in here. Yeah, I, I seem to get like, you know, a parcel every other day. I think kind of that's yeah. my wife. <laughs> yeah. But <you> know, <laughs> like like we like un- unless you really want to buy something that, that's you know s- I think the last thing we bought in a shop was TV because you kind of had to go and see it and, and it was easier to arrange for delivery right. going down to Harvey Norman, uh-huh. right? Rather than trying yeah. to, to buy it all online. Um but yeah, you know, I thought that, that was yeah, we, we we just don't don't buy things in physical stores anymore unless you walk past it. So yes, you know. Hooray for e commerce. (laughs) I went to Spotlight last Saturday or something. And looking
2: at those prices, I literally just in there open Lazada and open Shopee and find out whether it's cheaper.
1: (laughs) I I I, I thought your wife just gets um you know Spotlight delivered to your house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we used to, but then we thought we'd leave the house this time. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray
2: So well still, right, we went there and e-commerce still won is what I'm yeah. trying to say. So.
1: <laughs> omnichannel, omnichannel commerce, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
1: Awesome. So, I mean, yeah, e-commerce is back. Or oh, not back, no, but yeah, still there. not there, right? Um, and, and I think, mm. you know, what, what's kind of interesting is that even this year, um, generally, not, not just Black Friday weekend, right? But, you know, g- generally, globally, e-commerce sales has actually been down 20%. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think that there's also some kind of I mean e-commerce is a big space, right? Um so so there's definitely some kind of like relative strength and re- or relative value w- within the e-commerce space, right? And and maybe it's a bit you know about thinking a bit deeper and, and trying to find the winners in, in the next market. Right. True. But but not so not saying Shopify this, is cheap or, or Melly is cheap, right? Because they aren't.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um but they are the ones that actually link really well with all your um websites. Like yeah, your WordPress, like, yeah. Lips, Shopify uh,
1: is I mean, Shopify is pretty much uh, well, there, there's a yeah, Shopify, TFC stock account on it, but you know, they, they are pretty <laughs> much a uh, platform, right? They, they are not really, I mean, you, you kind of have Amazon, which is quasi-platform, quasi-seller. You know, Shopify is pretty much mm. wanted to be a full platform and, and we'll see what they do with fulfillment. But yeah, they, they just provide you the tools for you to, you know, kind of come up with your own store um, and with your own branding um, online.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, to, to close this off, what, what do you think of, of C or, or Lazada moving forward? Right. Obviously, you've seen the start drop. Um, we know that it isn't quite dead, but is it back or not back? But do you think it's a, it's a possible opportunity?
1: yeah i mean c c is something that we, we haven't talked about it in a bit right and, and of course c has this well no we, we avoided talking we about did. them this earnings which is we did great, exactly um, we,
2: we did because we've been talking about it last earnings like almost every other
1: week yeah like, like every, every other <laughs> quarter we, we talk about it and then we talk about <laughs> it like you know, once every two months um in between anyway um but yeah you know i, I think c, c is kind of interesting, right? Because, I mean, they, they had this big flywheel with Garena and, like, kind of spinning cash out mm. to, to put there, um, you know, and I think that's just kind of gone haywire over the past quarters, so, um, just because the, the gaming division hasn't been doing as well. Um, and, and there's a bit of headwinds there and you know they, they just haven't been performing as expected. So, so that, that flywheel has kind of stopped, right? And and they are trying to, you know, find figure out a way to, to spin more money or to, or to spin it faster. And the answer is well, it's it's difficult in this environment, right? So you know, and mm. and if the I anyway mean, is still at an expensive valuation i think i haven't really looked at it in a while you know but but in terms of growth rate and all that it's you know not not doing super great you know, they are not really expanding to new markets because they, they've pulled out of a lot of them which we have covered a mm. lot of times this year as well so you know i think that that's <laughs> kind of going to be a struggle with that you, you kind of think about them as well this is they are going to be a southeast asia champion right like mm. within southeast asia e-commerce this type of platforms it's them, it's Alibaba, when it's, okay, it's so. maybe go-to with Tokopedia. That's it, right? Um, And then, you know, in LATM, there's going to be a like Meli and, well, maybe that's about it as well, right? So so maybe you can think about it, like, in terms of like geographically, right? And and just go to each region mm. and pick up what you think will be the winner there, and, you know, you'll be good. Because, I, I mean, I think, you know, the the trend to e-commerce, the, the trend to, on, on, to to more online selling, right? Even if it's not going to be dominant over brick and water, it's going to exist. Right, I think it's still what ten, fifteen percent of of all you know re- retail. So there there is a, you know if we're going to talk about ten, maybe the upper limit is fifty percent. You know, um, virtual fifty fifty percent physical, but that still means that your ten can triple, right? So so mm. yeah, plenty of room to grow. You you just need to find the winners, I think, and and that's always the difficult part. I mean, if we did that, we wouldn't be having this podcast, right? Yeah, no. You, <laughs> see, that's why in ten years we would not be doing this podcast because we have done that and we will all be retired. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> then we are in the early stages, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: awesome. Uh, Thanks. Thanks so much, Anthony. Thanks, folks, for, for listening in again. Sorry we're we'll coming to you a bit late this week. We'll be back on track next week. All right. And uh, looking forward.
1: All right. See you. Bye. Bye, guys.
2: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh. And trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, Join our community telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at
0: thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.